Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. And welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on a special Christmas Day edition. If you're tuned into Long-Term Care Radio in the Seattle or Denver market, this show will be airing Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon on Christmas. So I'd just like to say Merry Christmas to everybody out there that celebrates. And, you know, this is one of my favorite times of the year. It always brings back some of the best memories, um, especially from being a kid. And I, I don't know about you, but when we were kids, Christmas was joyful and painful at the same time. I can remember our family always let us open a present on Christmas Eve. And then you would just sit there and torture yourself looking at all those presents. And, and parents would make us go to bed and tell us we, we couldn't open presents till morning. Well, morning was, you know, one thirty, then 2, then 2.30, then 3. And my mom would just keep sending us back to bed. And somewhere in there between like 2 and 3.30, we might fall asleep for an hour and a half. And then we'd be up at 4. Finally, we'd get our parents up at like 4.30 in the morning to 5, five o'clock to open presents. And you'd go through all those presents and then spend the day with the family. So just some very fond memories. So Merry Christmas to everybody out there. And... We're going to do something different today on long-term care radio. In fact, um, we're not going to talk about the industry or anything like that. I want to spend a little bit of time telling you my story on why we do what we do here at 525 Advisors, how I started this business, how I happened to stumble upon the um, long-term care business, because that's what happened. I really did. And I think this is important to know because, um, you know, my case manager, Madeline Lutch, same thing. She has her own family story. You can read our stories on our website at 525longtermcare.com. But I think that the reason why I want to tell this story is because I think so many people look at long-term care planning in the wrong light, meaning they, they simply look at it as a money issue. If I have enough money, I don't need to worry about it. And I learned firsthand that it's much bigger than that. And um, Madeline, our case manager, learned firsthand that it's it's a lot bigger than that. It's really about protecting your family. And what we always talk about here at Long Term Care um, at 525 Advisors on, on our cast is that there's really consequences to long term care. And it's it's the financial, yes, we know that's expensive, but it's also the physical and the emotional consequences. And that's usually what's been passed on to the people you care about most. So, um, you know, my journey into this long-term care business is, is started with uh, the death of my father in 2006. My father was killed in an accident. And, um, you know, he, um, just give you a background on this. My father was a uh, business owner. He had a, a logging and trucking company down in the southern Colorado. And he, he, Malcolm Forbes owned a huge ranch, which was down there kind of behind the sand dunes in the Sangre de Crystal Mountains. And my father was the contract logger for him for years. And, you know, big rough guy, um, you know, spent his entire career working outside. You know, I, I always say bacon, breaking big rocks into little rocks. The guy worked hard. And so he was he was killed in an accident. And what ended up coming out of that is one thing we realized right off, off the, 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 the bat was that my mother was now alone. My mother was 60 years old um, or 61. My father was 60 when he died. And we realized that, okay, they're not going to be together to age through retirement anymore. My mother's on her own. And so one of the things I started really looking at is saying, okay, how do we make sure that she is able to get the care that she needs if she ends up in a, in a care situation down the road? And so I started looking into uh, long-term care insurance. And what was fascinating about that is I didn't know anything about it, really. I, I knew it existed, but I didn't really know much about it. So what I did is I, I started looking into options. And the first thing I did was I called my insurance agent. I had my own insurance agent for life insurance. I was a business owner. We had buy-sell agreements. Um, this gentleman had been in the insurance business for you know close to 40 years, and I just I respected him and trusted him. And they had a product that was decent, but we started talking about it. And, and, and before I actually met him, I, I, he was the life guy. I started doing a little bit of research on the Internet and looking up companies. And there were big companies out there. They're still there like Genworth. And there were a lot of companies like John Hancock and Prudential and all these different companies that you could jump on their websites and start looking up long-term care. 
And everybody I contacted, I just, I kept just getting quotes. People would like say, well, yeah, let me send you a couple quotes, but they, they didn't ask any questions. They didn't ask me, you know, uh, you know, about my mom's finances or about anything where she, where she lived, how she wanted to age. They would just send me out these quotes. And so I went to my insurance guy that I knew was a life insurance guy and said, do you know anything about long-term care? And he said, well, of course I do, you know, and we have a decent product, but we started talking about it. And he was such an honest, straightforward guy. And he said, you know, we've got a really good product, but there's actually, I think, a better product for the money out there. Um, they offer lifetime benefits. And he kind of was explaining the stuff to me. And he said, you know, why don't you go back to school and get your license and start offering this insurance? He goes, I can help you. I can teach you. He's like, I'm going to be retiring pretty soon. And I'm not going to be your agent of record for much longer. So why don't you become the agent for your mother and go out and do that? I'll help you get started. So I actually went back to school and I got licensed and I got my insurance license. And by the time I got around to doing this, I had been talking to some financial advisors and different agents and we were getting a lot of quotes. We were just kept getting quotes from my mom. And I finally just, I'd go home and I'd read the, the, um, the, the corporate minutes like if you look at a stock company like Genworth or John Hancock, you can see that what they're telling their shareholders was completely different than what they were telling me as a potential client or what they were telling their agents who sold their, their policies. And really what they're telling their shareholders is we're going to continue to you know, try to figure out how to maximize revenue by reducing services and increasing premiums. And you know it's state regulated, so they can't just raise the rates. They have to go and apply to the states. But they had this all planned out. And so I looked at these companies and I thought, wow, that's not who I want to be with. And, and I learned the difference between a stock company and a mutual company. That's, this is when I learned all this and, and my, with the help of my life insurance agent. Say, look, mutual company means that the, the clients own the company. They're generally going to give you the best services and the best bang for the buck. The stock companies are owned by, you know, basically Wall Street. You can buy shares in that company and they're trying to get the dividends and get that profit back to the shareholders. So... I learned a lot right out of the gate, and I decided, yeah, I'm going to go in. I'm going to add this into the business. I had a financial services company already, um, so I went in. I got my insurance license. I went back, got on the inside, and I ended up getting a policy put in place for my mother. And I went to work, actually, uh, signed up as a, a, as a, a broker for a large mutual company here. It's a 140-year-old company. It's a fantastic company. And you're going to know I don't talk about companies on the radio here because we are independent. So I'm not saying one company is better than the other company always because sometimes you can't get with XYZ company and ABC company is your best company. But the bottom line is there's there's some great companies out there. And I went to work for what I thought was really one of the good ones. So that's how my journey kind of into this business started. And I, I'm i going to be honest with you, it was selfish. It was trying to make sure that I got the right plan for my mom. I'm kind of the, the type A guy that will read reviews on replacing a dishwasher for three months, you know, because I want to make sure that, well, if I'm going to spend this money, I'm making sure I'm getting the right one. And I learned along the way that insurance was very, very complicated. And companies, generally what they were just selling, most of the agents, they were just selling quotes. They're saying, well, if you give me you know, $5,000 a year, you can get $100 a day for three years of benefit, whatever it was. And that's what I kept running into, and it was just very frustrating. I wanted to know more. I wanted to understand how the insurance worked. I wanted to understand how the company worked when you went on claim. What was their service levels like? What did this mean um, when you actually filed a claim? How did you get paid? I wanted to understand all that stuff. And so that's what got me back into going in and getting that license and going to work for a company. So I did that. And um, I got to tell you that selfishly, it worked to help me get a plan for my mother. My mother has a great plan with a great company. She's got lifetime benefits. I'm very happy with it. And I helped my mother-in-law get a policy, and I helped a few of my existing clients, you know, trinkled one or two policies. I helped them get policies as well, too. But I really wasn't passionate about it. Um, and again, I will admit that at that point, I was still looking at it really through the lens of money in, in the sense of that, well, if my client over here has $2 million, they probably don't need long-term care insurance. So I wasn't even bringing it up. I wasn't even talking to them about it. I just thought, oh, they're okay. 
And I looked it up more for someone like my mother who was in a situation where she was going to be on a fixed income. And should something happen, should she end up needing care, she would need that extra revenue to make sure that she didn't end up on Medicaid. So that was the lens that I was looking at long-term care planning through for my clients. So honestly, for several years, I just dabbled in it. I just dabbled in it. I sold onesie twosies policies, and that was about it. And I still have a lot of those clients that are still uh, clients of mine that I sold some of the original policies to. But then something changed. Something dramatically changed in my life that made me become very passionate, and it changed the entire way that I view long-term care planning and the importance of it. And I want to share that with you next, but we've got to take a quick break, so stick around. Again, this is a kind of a Christmas special. I'm just going to tell you my story, but uh, let's take a quick break. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Certified long-term care planning specialist and long-term care radio host Brian Ott of 525 Advisors is now Colorado's long-term care coverage expert. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options. And maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. A smart and informative way to get educated about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott for one of his upcoming live webinars. Brian explains how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, all the new options, and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Go read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So sign up now for one of Brian's next live webinars. They're free to attend. Go to 525longtermcare.com. You can also download and subscribe to the Long-Term Care Radio Podcasts at 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. And again, Merry Christmas to everybody. If you're jumping in the car, headed hopefully over to eat too much and spend time with family, I hope. That's always uh, the great thing about the holidays. I was just uh, listening this morning on the radio to a doctor talking about intermittent fasting and all these things good for you. And I thought, yeah, I'm probably going to do just the opposite of that here at Christmas. I'm probably going to probably eat uh, four days worth of food in one day because that's just the way it goes. So if you just tuned in, we're, we're, we're kind of taking a little a break from our regular show this week. And I just want to tell you a little, you know, a little bit about, uh, you know, myself and 525 Advisors and how we started the business. And I was just telling you that this kind of got me started with, with my father passing away. So after, you know, going through the school and getting my license and becoming, you know, um, an agent in in selling long-term care insurance, I dabbled in that for several years. So again, my father died in 2006. I think I put my mother's policy in place around 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. And so I was just dabbling for about a year or so, a year and a half, wasn't real sure what was going on. And then in, um, you know, 2010, the, everything changed. And that is when my grandmother, Genevieve, uh, went into a long-term care situation. Now, Genevieve was a very proud woman. She worked into her 70s. She worked for Mineral County. Mineral County is down where Creed, in Creed Colorado is. 
And so that's where she grew up, and she lived there. And um, she had gotten remarried when she was 72 to her third husband, which is, I think I'm going to start a whole new podcast on that one because there, there, we, we could just spend hours talking about that. But anyway, when she got remarried, her husband couldn't take the elevation of Creed. It was about 9,000 feet, so they moved over to Delta, Colorado, which is only at like 6,200 feet for those people in Colorado, you know what we're talking about. Everybody here on the West Coast is probably thinking, good Lord, that's still the top of a ski area out here in the West. But um, she moved over to Delta. And, you know, she aged and, you know, gracefully and she got into her 80s and she had some sciatica and pretty soon she was starting to have some problems transferring. And pretty soon she just time and gravity caught up with her and she ended up really needing assistance. That's just what long-term care is. You need assistance to get through the day. Her husband was older than she was, so he wasn't of much help. And so what happened is my mom started kind of filling that, um, that gap, filling the need for the caregiver. And it started out by just, you know, going over there and helping her do things like grocery shopping, some light housework, getting her to doctor's appointments. And pretty soon that escalated. And my mom is down in the San Luis Valley and she's going over to Delta. Well, if anybody's ever driven that route, you realize that you're going over several mountain passes between Monta Vista and Delta. And so my mom would go over there and then she'd have to come back to her house and then she'd no more than get back to her house. And then my grandma would need her again for something. And my mom would, you know, pack her stuff the next day and head back over. And this escalated for several years. And what ended up happening was the, you know, my mom just started trying to manage both lives, both my grandma's and her own life. And it was really getting hard on my mom. And um, finally, my mom just buckled. And we talk about this emotional and the physical stress from being a caregiver. And that's what happens. That's exactly what happened to my mom. My mom has scoliosis. She has shrunk probably four inches in the last you know, 15 years. Uh, my grandmother had scoliosis. So my mom just physically couldn't handle that, all that driving, all that you know, work in the house, managing her house and her mom's house. So finally, my mom said, you know, she, she told my grandma, look, we've got to get you some help. I can't keep up this pace. We've got to bring somebody in to help you guys out because I can't do it anymore. So my grandma goes down to the bedroom and she goes to her filing cabinet or dresser or whatever she kept in. She pulls out this envelope and comes out and blows the dust off of it and hands it to my mom and says, I have one of these. And it was a long-term care insurance contract that she had purchased with her new husband right after she got married from somebody in Creed, Colorado. And I, I don't know who that person is. I don't know how they stumbled on her, but it was somebody that must have knocked on her door and explained to her what long-term care was. And so she bought a very small plan. But she had one. So the point is, what happened is we ended up calling in and getting that plan turned on and getting um, getting the, you know, the services turned on and getting the help that my grandmother needed. And so she started out just having some caregivers come into her home for a day or two a week for a couple hours at a time, just kind of trying to fill the gap. And then my mom would still go over every couple weeks. But then her, you know, as her, as she aged and that, 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 you know, her, her, um, her condition was getting worse and worse. She finally got to a point where she decided she was going to move into an assisted living facility, that that made the most sense. And so she did that. She moved from, um, Delta back to Alamosa, Colorado into an assisted living facility, which was just 15 minutes down the road from my mom. And folks, I will tell you right now, I remember this like it was yesterday because it was it was the summer of 2010 when my grandmother moved in to the assisted living facility. And the reason why I remember it is because my mother got on an airplane and flew out here to I was living in Seattle at the time and flew out here and spent over two weeks with us, almost three full weeks. And I'll tell you what, if you've ever been to the you know, summers in Seattle can be just absolutely beautiful. And so she came out, she was sitting on her deck, she was reading books, um, she was here for my son's seventh birthday, she, my daughter was five at the time, she was playing you know, you know, hundreds of games of Skip Bo and Sorry with my daughter Jane, and just had a wonderful time being a grandmother again. And what was so important about this, folks, is that my mother had not been away from her home, spending the night visiting us, seeing anybody besides her mom in the last three years. And so really between 2000 and 2010, my mom was so busy filling in that, that, that the, the caregiver role for her mom that she just, she put her life on hold. And so when she got back out here, then the, she's sitting out on the deck one day and the phone rings and it's my grandmother and she's talking to my mom and my mom says, okay, da, da, and my mom hangs up, she gets off her phone and then she dials the assisted living facility 
place there in, in Alamosa and talked to the lady there, Barbara, at the front desk and said, you know what? Genevieve is having a problem with her thermostat again because um, that's what Genevieve would do. Genevieve would call my mom. So my mom would call down there and said, okay, no problem. You know, Nancy will take care of it. And they went down. And my mom was just relieved. And you could see. It was like my mom was still cared about her mom. She was still involved. But what I realized right there is when the light bulb went off is that the long-term care plan was what allowed Genevieve to get the care that she needed. But more importantly, it allowed my mother to get her life back. It allowed me to get my mother back in my life. It allowed my kids to get their grandmother back in their life. And I just looked at it, and Genevieve's policy was not a big policy. It was only a couple thousand dollars a month of benefit. But what it was, was it was the impetus to allow her to feel comfortable moving into that assisted living facility, knowing that she wasn't going to run out of money, and knowing that she had enough money to fill the gap between her little county pension and her Social Security. And folks, that's why we, we, we look at this as we say, well, I have enough money. I don't have to worry about it. No. Genevieve was holding on to that long-term care policy because she was worried about running out of money. And so she was willing to use my mom as much as she could and save until she really needed it. And that is one of the problems I, I see with traditional plans where you only have two years or three years or four years of coverage. My, my grandmother had two years of coverage, and then she, her husband had two years, which she was able to use. It was a shared care policy. So she ended up using all four years of that policy. But what was so fascinating for me was that it just opened my eyes and said, look, it would not have been a financial issue. My mother probably would have ended up moving her mother into the house. And so that would have been the difference. That $2,000, that $2,200 a month, whatever it was, um, it wouldn't have necessarily broke us. It wouldn't have, uh, my, my grandmother probably would not have ended up on Medicaid, but my mom probably would have had to step in and continue to be that caregiver and continue, probably end up moving in with her, which would have just put her life on hold for even a longer period of time. My grandmother spent over five years in the assisted living facility. So think about that. That is something that my mom would have worn herself out those five years trying to manage both of their lives and take care of them. And so that is really, I think, why, you know, we do what we do today. When you talk about long-term care and you talk about planning, I think the number one mistake that people make out there is they try to make this a money issue. They try to make it into, um, if I have enough money, I don't need to worry about it. Well, it's, it's not true because long-term care situations are very complex. They, they can be very complex very quickly. And I'm going to share a story with you during our client of the week this, um, th this week about a, a, a policy that we ended up activating and a claim that we turned on and how complex it was. Because that's what people don't understand. My mother was running around back and forth between Monta Vista and Delta trying to figure out what, get my grandma doctors trying to figure it out, do all these things. And once they turned on that long-term care policy. And then once my grandmother moved into the assisted living facility, my grandmother was getting the care that she needed, but there was also somebody else there to handle the calls. There was also somebody else there to handle the billing. The insurance company stepped in with their claims representatives and said, look, this is paid by Medicare. Medicare is the first payer of record on this. This is for acute care. This is how much they will pay. This is how much we can use long-term care. They understood all that. They knew how the system worked. And that relieved my mother. And I will tell you, my grandmother lived in the assisted facility, uh, living facility longer than she had her insurance. So what happened is she ran out of her long-term care insurance. We ended up just self-funding the, the last year of her life. And my mom said, you know, one of the big things was it wasn't so much the money that they missed. It was the, the help the, the, that the insurance company provided, that claim support. The, because, again, remember, you have Medicare your entire life. You may be in the assisted living facility, but you're still going to the doctor. My grandmother had several surgeries. She had several times where she spent time in the hospital. Medicare is going to pay for X amount. They managed all that, and they did all the paperwork. So there were just a lot of advantages. And ultimately what it did the most important thing that a long-term care plan does out there by far is it frees up your family. It takes that burden away from them trying to figure out how to manage and provide that care for you. It allows the people you care about to go on with their lives. And that's what I saw firsthand. And that's why I am just so passionate about this business and why I decided that, you know what, I'm going to start spreading the story and letting people understand what long-term care does. 
We're going to take uh, another quick break, but stick around. The client of the week this week, I'm going to introduce you to Paul and Linda, and I'm going to tell you a story about how we set up a plan for them and how we ended up turning a claim on and why this plan was so important to them and their family. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio on this special Christmas edition. You know, I was talking to uh, some friends of mine the other day. I was like, what's the best Christmas gift you ever got? Can you remember what it was as a kid? And it was so funny because everybody has a story about something that they really wanted that they got. And um, I think mine by far was a drum set um, that I got when I was 10. And (laughs) I tell you, I also think it was probably the worst gift my parents ever gave me because I put that drum set up in my room upstairs and I beat on that thing nonstop all the way through high school. Um, I actually even ended up taking that same drum kit to uh, college and, and played there. And they finally came to me in the dorms and they said, look, either you go or the drum kit goes. But you're, you're both not staying in the room. So um, I just loved it. I played uh, played drums for jazz band and uh, regular band all through high school. It was an all-state jazz band drummer. So I just lived on that drum kit. But uh, <laughs> I can remember my mom yelling up the stairs, for Pete's sakes, Brian, could you play a different song? Because it was just the same old boom, boom, chick, boom, 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 chick over and over again. You know, that's what she heard. So anyway, I know somebody out there, kid, today is probably getting a wonderful gift, which is pretty exciting. So uh, Merry Christmas there. So this is the uh, part of the show where we always do a client of the week. I tell you a little story about uh, somebody, how we designed a plan. And the idea of the client of the week is is not to try to calculate numbers or figure that out because it's different for everybody. But it's really just to understand the process, what we go through, and and some of the options that are out there. And this week, I want to tell you about an older client. This is a client that came to us in 2018. I am changing their names. And folks, just so you know, on the client of the week, we always change the names. So if it sounds just like your neighbor, but it's not them, if the names match up, you know, because we do change the names to protect the privacy of our clients. But I want to tell you a story. This, this um, This is about Paul and Linda. And um, just a wonderful couple, um, just very, very gracious and warm. Um, they were, Paul was, um, this was in 2018, so three years ago. So Paul was 81 years old and Linda was 80 already. And they came to us and they said, gosh, you know, we've heard you on the radio. And what brought them into us, believe it or not, was the fact that we had done a radio program on 1035 exchanges. And that's where you take either a life insurance policy or an existing annuity and you move that into a long-term care contract. And that's a tax-free event. And then the money, if it comes out for long-term care, is tax-free. Well, Paul and Linda both had, they had two big annuities that were deferred annuities. And folks, when I say annuity, um, I know there's a lot of people right off the bat are going to say, oh my gosh, that sounds bad. It's like a four-letter word. No, think of it as like automobile. So you hear these financial advisors that will just tout something, you know, if it fits on a bumper sticker, that these are the advisors I, I try to avoid. Annuities are bad. Well, that's like saying automobiles are bad. Granted, there are some bad automobiles. I, I will tell you, my, my grandmother, when she lived, lived in Creed, bought a Renault Renault. Um, it, this little front wheel drive car with a sardine lid, it was a POS. I mean, it was a, just a, just a big old piece of junk is what really what it was. That thing never started in the winter. I mean, she lived at 9,000 feet. It was like 20, 30 below. So she bought it in the summer and the first winter, it was just a train wreck. So yeah, if that is your vision of an automobile, you would say, yeah, cars are bad. But I mean, again, that's the, just remember that annuities, there's fixed, there's deferred, there's multi-year guarantees, there's variable, there's all these different annuities. The one thing that annuities all have in common and the reason why people use them is because the growth inside annuity contract is tax deferred, just like your 401k, just like your IRA. 
So if you've got $100,000 and you put it into a CD, you earn interest every single year you get a 1099-I that you have to pay tax on. If you have put it in a savings account, you get a 1099 every single year, and then you got to pay tax on that interest grain, that interest gain. If you have an annuity, what happens is that interest that you earn inside that contract just compounds, but you don't get a 1099. It's deferred, so you don't have to pay the tax until you take it out. So that's why people use them. And when we move closer to retirement age, a lot of people will take some of their gains that they have and they will put them into multi-year guaranteed annuities, which are guaranteed at 3% or 4% or 2% or whatever the rate is, like a CD, or they'll put them in an indexed annuity, which will have maybe a little bit higher chance of growth, but it will never go below what they put in. So that's why they do it. Well, Paul had two of these, and he had significant gains in these two annuities, over $100,000 each. That was their nest egg that they were planning on using for long-term care. So when he heard about these asset-based plans, well, if I move that over, this annuity, into a new long-term care contract, I can continue to have the cash value. If I never use it, I get the money back. But should I need long-term care now, I can get 2 or $3 back for every dollar I put in, and it all comes out tax-free, including the gain. So that's what they came to see us for. So we set up two programs for them. Here's the problem now. Linda was in the middle of, she had some health conditions. And so she was not eligible for anything. We had one contract that was available for her, and that was it. And then we we had, so we put both of them on that contract. And then we set up a, with the second annuity, we set up a single individual policy with a death benefit for, for Paul. So this was in 2018. So they each had their their own policies. And just so you'll know, um, you know, they were both around $200,000, $270,000 to $250,000 that they transferred into these two different programs. And then they got a long-term care benefit out of that. Now, uh, Paul's policy ended up paying him long-term care for five years at a rate of over $9,000 a year. So he basically said, I'm going to take a couple hundred thousand dollars and I'm going to turn it into over 600000 of long-term care, which is kind of that three-to-one leverage. And the advantage was that the, the cost basis for his original annuity was only 100000 So if he kept it and he pulled that $250,000 out, guess what? He was going to end up paying tax on the gain. Well, since he moved it to the long-term care contract, he didn't have to worry about that. For Linda, because of her health conditions, we were not able to get any leverage. But what we were able to do is move it into a long-term care contract Her $270,000 grew a little bit, so that was her initial deposit. And I think uh, last year it was worth two ninety four. dollars but remember the advantages of it is that all that gain that she had before can come out tax-free. So that's why they just reposition that over there as kind of as a safety net for her. Well, fast forward. We set these policies up for them. This was in 2018. Let's go out to 2020. COVID comes around. Now, Paul had been taking care of Linda. Linda was going through some treatment. She, um, through, 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 they had the local cancer alliance here that was helping her treat her, and he was kind of just taking care of her, had not turned on either one of the policies, had not activated the policies. And again, this is the older generation that they tend to try to do things themselves. And so he was managing it and he was handling it. And he said, yeah, everything is fine. Well, then COVID hits 2020, March of 2020. Peter doesn't feel good. Linda, even though she's got a tube hanging out of her body, she's going through treatment. She gets in the car and she drives her husband to the hospital. They take Paul straight up to the emergency room. That's it. They check him in. They do his favor. Boom. Off he goes to a room. Next thing you know, he's on a respirator and she never saw him again. Paul actually went on Friday. He passed away on Sunday. So this again, this was just 2020, just a year ago. So he was 83 years old at this point. Linda, the problem is now she had to go back home. She was told to go back home, to isolate, to not let anybody in without the proper protection gear. So no, your daughters couldn't come in. They had two daughters, two adult daughters. They could not come in and see her. She needed to go back to her home and isolate there and monitor herself because she was not showing any symptoms, but she had been exposed to COVID. So she gets back home. Well, we had found out about it. She, we were talking to him and we said, Hey, are you okay? What's going on? She goes, yeah, I have a health worker that's supposed to come over and check on me. And she was telling me the story and telling us that Paul had passed away. Well, the first thing that we did with, for Paul is remember he had a policy. We had a death benefit. So we made one phone call and we got the death benefit fired up and got the paperwork started so that that money would be coming back directly to Linda so that they would have that money from Paul's policy. 
But for for Linda, we said, well, we just need to, you know, let's we're going to check in again tomorrow. We're going to find out what's going on. And we got the name of the daughter, and we said, we're going to check in with her, and we're going to find out what happens. Well, it turns out that Linda, and remember, this is March of 2020. Picture what was going on with COVID. Uh, you know, out here in Kirkland, Washington, we had all those people dying in the nursing homes. You had all these people in New York dying at nursing homes now. It was just everybody was scared to death. What do we do with, with, with people with COVID? Well, we find out the next day that the healthcare worker never showed up to visit Linda. She was alone in her house all by herself. Her daughters were told that they could not go in, so they did not go in to see their mom. And finally, the daughter said, look, somebody's got to go in there. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to put a bandana around my face if I have to, but I've got to go in there because nobody's been in to see my mom. The healthcare worker couldn't show up because they did not have the protective gear that they needed. So she was in kind of bad shape, and we said, look, your mom has insurance. We're going to make a call. And I always talk about that concierge claim service being the travel guide. All we did is our case manager, Madeline, made one phone call, explained the situation. They activated, assigned somebody to her. They activated the policy. They said, we're going to get this started. We're going to get the paperwork needed. We're going to start checking out. We're getting an assessment. So they started calling around, and they ended up calling out to the Cancer Alliance, and they found they told, explained what happened. They said, can you send a nurse out with the, the PPE, with the proper protection equipment, to get out there and visit and assess our client? Tell us what her condition is, what she's like. They said, yes, they can do that. So they did that. So they sent out a nurse out there to assess Linda, and the nurse called back and, and let the insurance company know, said, look, she cannot be here by herself. She is in an incredibly weak state. She cannot even put in her own eye drops by herself right now. It is not safe for her to spend another night in this home by herself. So we've got to get her out of here. Now, assisted living facilities aren't accepting anybody. Everybody's in a panic mode. Uh, there's no health care workers. You can't just call, you know, the home health care agency, visiting angels or somebody and say, hey, we need somebody to come out and take care of her. Nobody could do that. They didn't have the gear and they were told not to do it at this time. So again, this is the complication that we get into in a long-term care situation. So what happened is, again, the insurance company, going back to the concierge service, we said, look, this is, uh, okay, here, they got the assessment from the things. Madeline talked to him again and said, okay, we can't find any healthcare workers. Uh, we need some help on this. So they ended up finding a hospital room for her. They ended up getting uh, an ambulance to come out with the people with the gear and get Linda into the hospital room in a private room. Now, Linda tested positive twice. She was in this hospital room for over three weeks. She tested twice, positive two times for the coronavirus, but it never manifested on her, which was absolutely amazing because she was going through cancer treatment. She was very weak, but it never manifested on her. And the point is that she was able to get there, and they found the care, got her taken care of. We got the death benefit paid out for her husband's policy. We ended up activating her long-term care policy, which she is still using today. She is back home. But, folks, she would end up that policy that she has in a painter $11,000 a month. And this was the money that was coming out of that original annuity that they brought us. But now that $11,000 a month is coming back to them tax-free. All of the gains, everything that was on there. And the point on this, this, this whole mess on this, and when I talk about long-term care and planning, these, they already had money. But their daughter, Linda's daughter, spent two days trying to figure out to get some help for her mom until they finally got a hold of us. And we ended up just calling the insurance company, getting the concierge, getting the professionals in there. Like I say, when your house burns down, you've got all the money in the world to rebuild it. You still got a lot of problems. How do you get a contractor? How do you make sure they're not ripping you off? How do you know they're building it to code? Da, 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 da. How do you get the permits? Well, that's the same thing long-term care situations happen. If they didn't have this long-term care insurance policy, they would have still had plenty of money, but they wouldn't have had access to those resources and that team of professionals. And I will tell you one of the, the most moving phone calls we ever got was from the adult daughter from Paul and Linda that called Madeline and said, I cannot believe my parents did this for us. I cannot believe that dad planned for this because she was at wit's end. I mean, she's literally sitting there saying, I don't care about COVID anymore. Someone's got to get in for my mom. And think about this situation. They didn't get to have a funeral for their dad. Their mom is isolated alone. They'd been married for over 15 years. It was just an absolutely horrible story. And then, oh, by the way, now we got to find somebody to help and we can't find anybody to help mom. And mom is stuck in her chair and she's so weak that she can't get up. I mean, it was just an absolute nightmare. And so people don't think about that side of it when they think of long-term care. They just simply think that, oh, I've got enough money. Really? 
well, how's your money going to do? What's your money going to do for you? Is your money going to find that? Is your money going to know that they can call the Cancer Alliance and get a nurse out to get there and assess her? Does your, does your money know how to figure out how to find your place? Of course it doesn't. And that's what we're talking about on a planning, having access to that team of professionals. And so long story short is that, you know, we hope that all of our clients never have to activate their long-term care. But we know that most of them probably will. And the, the fact is that when you do need it, insurance is only important when you need it. Do they care what the deductible is? Do they care how much they pay? Do they care about any of that stuff once you're on claim? Of course not. You're just glad that you have it. And having their adult daughters call us and crying on the phone, just thankful that we couldn't have done this without you guys. I can't. I mean, they were just thanking Madeline over and over again. And Madeline said, look, this is not me. I did not do this. This is the fact that your parents took the time to put the plan in place. That was that was the gift they gave you. And they're, you know, the kids realized that. And so we are just very, very, um, you know, we, we talk about this client of the week every week and what we do, and it's about the monies and what the benefit gets them. But folks, again, all of that only is important when you need it. Now, Linda would have got that same service if her benefit was only $2,000 a month with this company or $8,000 a month. It wasn't. It happened to be 11000 They have the money. It's coming in tax-free now. She's getting the care that she deserves. It took all that burden off of her daughters, and their family can try to heal and spend some time together. And that's exactly what this plan allowed them to do. It was already a chaotic situation. And I'll tell you what, March 2020, it was it was a horrible month. I'll never forget that. It was uh, it was just all the way around. So that's really when it broke out. And then we had a claim right in the middle of it. And thank goodness these people were protected. So. Um, let's take our final break here and we will come back and I've got a little bit, a uh, little bit more to share with you about 525 advisors and what we do. We'll be right back. Long-term care radio with Brian Ott providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Certified long-term care planning specialist and long-term care radio host Brian Ott of 525 Advisors is now Colorado's long-term care coverage expert. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options. And maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. A smart and informative way to get educated about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott for one of his upcoming live webinars. Brian explains how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, all the new options, and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Go read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So sign up now for one of Brian's next live webinars. They're free to attend. Go to 525longtermcare.com. You can also download and subscribe to the Long-Term Care Radio Podcasts at 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back again on this Christmas special of Long-Term Care Radio. You know, um, I was telling you about the favorite gift that I got um, 
So I um, live out on acreage um, out here in Washington. And, you know, I grew up on down a dirt road in Monta Vista, Colorado, and spent my entire young life on mini bikes and motorcycles and everything. Once I got a taste of my first mini bike that I bought from selling grit newspapers and I never went back. So I'm going to tell you, one year for Christmas, I got this brainiac idea that my son was eight and my daughter was um, six at the time. I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to buy him a go-kart or I'm going to buy my son a go-kart. My daughter didn't really care, but I said, I'm going to buy my son a go-kart for Christmas. But I wasn't real sure about explaining that to the wife because she kind of, you know, she didn't grow up in the country. She grew up in the city and she had no motor bone in her body as far as go-karts and dirt bikes and those kind of things. So. I went out and bought, bought this little two-seater, uh, 125cc go-kart that had a little three-speed shifter on it and um, ordered it and got it put together. And I had it sent to to work to my office. And I took my cargo trailer in and I put it in there when they, they called me, said it was going to deliver. And I had to assemble this thing. So I did all the assembly on the car. And we have some double doors going into our house and our living room. So... I ended up just keeping it completely quiet because I didn't want to have the conversation. I figured I'll ask for forgiveness, right, instead of asking for permission on the wife. And so I ended up getting this uh, red go-kart, and I, I got up at, like, you know, 1 in the morning and said, you know, told the wife, I was like, oh, I got to go get something up real quick. I'll be right back, and rolled that go-kart into the living room once I knew the kids were done and put it there next to the Christmas tree. Just had to move all the furniture out and rolled it in the house. And our son gets up and comes knocking down in the morning at, you know, like like – Five thirty-six in the morning, blows the door open and he's like, you know, Santa came and he brought us a, a brought me a go kart, <laughs> and my wife was like, what? And so we got up and walked out into the living room and you could just smell the whole house smelled like like rubber, like new rubber because of the the tires on this thing. And it was really stinking. She goes, what's that smell? As we were coming out and we we're walking down the hallway to the living room and. Our son, Nathaniel, was just so excited. He's look, Mom, it's a go-kart. Can you believe it? Santa brought me a go-kart. And my wife just looks at the go-kart, and she looks over at me, and she just says, Santa. <laughs> and so that was it. And I tell you what, we got that thing fired up, and my son went out. And, of course, he wrecked it the very first uh, first 20 minutes. And then he got got the little helmets on him. And him and my daughter were out ripping down the – we have a dirt road out, out by our house, and he's ripping down the dirt road. And they turn it upside down in the ditch. And – figured that out so we had a little growing pains with it but it was fantastic and it was still i think one of the funnest gifts i ever gave so um hopefully your kids are out there and the grandkids you realize just how fun that is i think um that's what's wonderful about christmas uh, for the little kids so um anyway thanks for tuning in to long-term care radio this week if you just stumbled on us we are on the air every weekend we come out with a new show and uh generally we're talking about things that we need to understand about long-term care some you know we we cover everything from you know what what long-term care covers how the plans work things like that but this week it was just a little bit more of about our story and why we do what we do at 525 advisors my case manager i just told you my story my case manager madeline um you know she grew up her mom ended up in a long-term care situation in her 50s madeline was just in high school and ended up having to drop out of high school to become a caregiver mom lost her job at microsoft blew through the 401k ended up on medicaid her dad's had multiple heart attacks and strokes from all the stress over the years it was the polar opposite of what happens and of course, you can't fault them because nobody thinks like in the 40s that I need long-term care insurance. But remember, about a third of the people that trigger claims are under age 65, and a lot of them are from things like cancer, which Madeline's mom had, um, cancer in accidents, which is, is, is you know very prevalent for the younger people. But the bottom line for us at 525 Advisors, what we are really trying to do is, is educate you on the, the need for planning. And I, I tell you that you know, and I'll say it too. It's like, you don't need long-term care insurance. None of my clients need it. I don't care how rich you are or how poor you are. You don't need long-term care insurance. You probably want it. You probably want to avoid Medicaid if you don't have a lot of money. You probably want to avoid the tax loss and the inefficiencies of trying to self-fund if you're wealthy. But you need to understand your options and how these work. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here at 525 Advisors, trying to bring to you these new programs, these asset-based plans that pay you back. We just had the client of the week where I was telling you about Paul and Linda and how wonderful it was. All he did was he took an existing annuity, some deferred 
or, or an existing asset, which were deferred annuities and moved them into long-term care plans. When he passed away, the program that he had, all his money came back to him. When his wife ended up needing long-term care, guess what? All the gain and all the money that they had in that annuity comes back out to her tax-free and she gets that concierge level claim support and the services that you need. So there's just some wonderful, wonderful programs out there. And so our process, we always want to start with education. I tell you my story getting into this business. I got so frustrated talking to people that didn't understand long-term care. This is what we do. In fact, 525 Advisors has been recognized as the top producing agency for asset-based long-term care with lifetime benefits in the country, the number one producer for the last five years. This year will be our fifth year, actually, 2021. And we're very proud of that. We're not saying it from a braggadocious way. It's just saying that we're not going to sell you a mutual fund. We're not going to try to sell you on some other you know, product that you don't need or, or try to get your money invested in the market or any of that stuff. What we're going to do is we're going to help you try to figure out how to design a plan that's right for you and your family, and also how do you fund that plan. That's the most important part for me. That is the, the, the problem solving. If you're a business owner, we're going to show you how to deduct some of those premiums. If you have existing life insurance or an existing annuity, we'll show you how to do a 1035 exchange. If all your money is in an IRA or a 401k, we'll show you how to take a lump sum out of that and spread those taxes out over 10 years and have that money that comes out over those 10 years count towards required minimum distributions. And if you're working and you've got good income and Social Security, we'll show you how to set up a plan with guaranteed level payments that you can pay in a finite amount of time, five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it is. So again, 525longtermcare.com is our website. We will have new webinars up next year after after the first of the year. We'll get those on the calendar for January. We do at least two every single month. It's a great way to get in, um, ask your questions, see us in action, and learn a little bit about um, some of the options that are available for you. And so before we wrap up, again, very, very Merry Christmas to everybody that's out there. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Enjoy this. Have a nice week and a safe new year. We will be back next week with another new show. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.